All right, friends, welcome to the 2021 Living Your Calling Summer Series. This is going to be a six-week series where I bring on some faces you have seen before and some new faces that I am excited to talk with. And we are going to share what does it mean to be living your calling and living your calling in this moment and how did some of these guests build up to what they're doing today and what are they feeling called to do right now? Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, friends, I am so excited to introduce you guys to the queen of empowering women in body confidence and in business. She is also showing life as it is in a real mom life. And I think she might be the best woman I have ever seen with purple hair. Katie, welcome to the show. You are so funny. Hi. You know, that's like the, everyone keeps telling me they miss my purple hair and that they want me to bring it back. So we might have to do that. (laughs) It looks so good on you. Like there's very few people I think that can pull it off and it just looks good and like oh you look really good compared to like sometimes you see it and it's a little like cool but it looks really good you you and my friend stephanie the only two people that i can see pull it off i do have to say i have a dream and i've posted it on instagram like polls a few times to dye my hair pink but i've never really dyed my hair like this is my hair color and so and so everyone's like you can't dye your hair you can't lighten it like people pay for that i was like I know, but I just really want to try something. So when I start going gray someday, I'm going to go hog wild on all do the it. colors. Just do it. There is actually a really fun product, Kristen S at Target. She has like, you don't have to dye your hair. It's just like a temporary rose gold spray that you do in the shower. So mm. if you try that, that's just kind of a fun way like um, to pull it out, but I have tried that and it does it not pull on your hair like orangey orange. red. Yeah. I don't know I just started using purple shampoo 
to see if that would help lighten it. And it yeah. did a little, but not enough. I might have to just dive in and like, I don't know, biolage or whatever it's called. Here you go. Just get a little blonde in there and then get some like streaks. Do it. Yeah. I, when I first did it, my husband was like, okay, this is, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. And then, you know, he just kind of lets me do what I want to do. Cause he's like, it's your hair. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> No, that's what people are like. What do your husband think? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, like, just as long as you don't cut it short, you're good. Yes. Okay. So, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners a little bit? Tell them a little bit about you, and then we will dive into your journey. Perfect. Um, I'm Katie McCarty. I have four kids. I have a six year old, a four year old, a three year old, and an eight month old baby. So, it is a circus around here, but it's so much fun. Um, I live in Idaho um, with my husband and um, my husband owns his own business and we just stay super busy. And I have always just loved social media, like an opportunity to, you know, at first it was just to stay connected and to, you know, almost have like a journal of some sorts. And then I started having kids and I'm like, well, this is fun to document. And then I just realized like the power of social media and like how much you can really do on these incredible platforms. And, um, it's just, it's just been, I, I just love it. It's an opportunity to create and to especially in this day and age where whether you're a mom or not making friends in person, I feel like is really hard. Like, I don't know if you feel that way, but I have a really hard time making friends sometimes Mm -hmm. like as a mom, like life gets crazy and schedules and all of this stuff. And so I have to say like my I have a much stronger like virtual friendship and community than I do in person, you know, because there's just more opportunities to relate and connect and you can bond over super weird stuff and there's no judgment where sometimes in person you're like, okay, you know, you don't know what to do or say or whatever it may be. Um, Like I have a good church community here, but it's still just not the same. Like there's just something really special about connecting virtually over something that's either really funny or really personal or vulnerable. And you just make that connection instantly. And then you just can really kind of build from there. Yes, I totally agree. There is something that's so beautiful about online connections and the friendships, even over the last year. And as I've gotten into the business world grew, but this last year, I mean, as everyone has said, it's, you know, even more in the addition of new platforms and which is how you and I met. And it's funny though, I was thinking to myself over the 4th of July when we were at events that had, you know, neighbor people and people we knew and I was sitting there thinking to myself, I have no clue how to hold a conversation anymore. Yes. <laughs> like other than the weather, what's new, what's new with your kids? I'm like, what now? Yeah. Like, it's like, we have lost the, like, I'm like, yes. we've got to practice this because I used to be really good at asking questions. And, you know, I host the podcast, you would think I still could, but I don't know why just random conversations or people at a park. I'm like, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> yes. I feel the same way. Or when people come out to you, I'm like, no, 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 no. like, 
because it's just awkward. And then I'm like trying to multitask as I'm like watching my kids and also, I, I don't know. It's just, it's so funny that way. It's good, but I'm like, what are my kids going to be like trying to <laughs> do all of this stuff in person? <laughs> They probably hold better conversations than we do. They went to school with people every day. Right? Seriously. I'm like, okay, mom's stuck in the house. Like my kids are the ones who like my daughter, we just moved into a new house and a new neighborhood and stuff like that. And my daughter literally like begged me to go knock on doors so that she could meet people because she's my social butterfly. She was like, mom, I need, we need to go meet friends. And I'm like, it's okay. We can just stay at home. Mom, no, I need friends. We need to go outside and play. And I'm like, <laughs> this is my daughter who she's just wants, she needs, she needs her people. So it just cracks me up. So she's definitely ready for school already every day. Mom, I'm so ready for first grade. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for you to go to first grade. It's okay. We're going to be great for first grade. <laughs> I know this summer, cause mine, my oldest is going to be in first grade too. And I did not realize like when they're at school and all that structure they give them and then they bring them home for the summer. And I am a super unstructured, just person in general, go with the flow. And I, I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. And you're all driving me nuts because you won't go every day. What are we doing today? What are we doing tomorrow? What are we doing on Saturday? And I'm like, I don't know what we're doing today. So can you just hold the phone for a sec and just like eat your breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Just take a chill pill for a minute. And my other two are just like my four-year-old. He's like super chill. And he's like, I'm just whatever. Like, we're just going to go with the flow. But my daughter, she's like, we got to, we got to go, mom. We got to do all the things. And I'm like, I can't handle this. (laughs) Can we just go with the flow here? (laughs) Yes. I think that this is a great segue. So into as you've built your platform, when you've had kids, I know one of the things that I'm sure you get asked and I get asked a lot is, well, how do you do it all? Like, how do you keep it all going? And you're running a business and how do you, and you're still home with your kids. How do you do it all? Which I know that no one does it all, but what is your, what's kind of your answer to that? And how did this kind of start in the middle of motherhood for you? Um, I love this question. Um, I have really just kind of learned a couple of things. One that me, not as a mom, but as Katie is really important. And it took me a long time to kind of realize that, that like, and I had to really communicate that to my husband. So like I'm communication, I'm just going to say is going to be the biggest thing. If you want to do something, if you need something like advocate for your, not for like you as the mom, but advocate for you as the person, whoever you are, advocate for your needs, advocate for your wants. Like that is super duper important because I feel like whether you're a mom, a wife, a homemaker, you work it's really hard to advocate for yourself outside of those things because there's so much like guilt and shame and just like selfishness that I think are surrounded that. And I don't know where all of that came from, but I feel like it's just so like automatic. Like the minute you become a mom, there's this automatic, like bubble that we put around ourselves that now like we have to do be act certain ways that like we no longer are our 
actual person. Yeah. And so it took me like three kids to kind of realize that. <laughs> but after my third, like my postpartum journey with him was so hard. I had three kids in three years. So my first three are back to back. And it was like six months into my postpartum journey. I was at my heaviest weight, like ever in my entire life, my anxiety and depression were through the roof. And I remember just looking at myself in the mirror and just sobbing to my husband, like, I don't know who I am anymore. I couldn't take it anymore because I had literally and physically given everything to my kids. And so I really kind of had to like sit down with myself and kind of have like a personal like meeting with me and be like, okay, what do I need? What do I want here? Um, you know, where, what does like, what does Katie look like? What does Katie do? What does Katie, you know, what does Katie do outside of being a mom? Cause everyone would be like, what do you like to do? And I'm like, have babies. <laughs> That's what I like I don't to know. do. Apparently. What's your hobby? I don't know my children. <laughs> yeah. And like, I didn't know how to answer that question. I'm like, that's also kind of scary. Like it was kind of a wake up call that like, I didn't know what to do outside of those things. And so I really just had to communicate with my husband, like, this is kind of where I'm at and this is what I want to do. And he's been really supportive. Um, and so I just kind of had to really just communicate and advocate for myself. And then in January, like I knew that my husband's business was going to get even busier And that now we have four kids that I'm like, I need help. And it's really, really hard for me to ask for help. Like I have a really hard time asking for help and accepting help because there's also that like super mom persona that like we have to do all of the things that like it's, I think it's generational as well that, you know, like, well, if our moms and our grandmas and our aunts and like great people all, you know, they kept the house tidy, they had dinner on the table and, you know, they did all of the things that we have to continue to do that. And I'm like, that doesn't work for me and my family. (laughs) That's just not how our family goes. And so I'm like, I have a sitter this summer and it's been a game changer. And I felt really guilty. Like, do I, is this even worth it? You know, is whatever it may be, but I'm like, my kids are happier because they have someone else who's going to get on the floor and entertain and do all of those things. And then I can do what I love for a brief period of time, a few days a week. And then we come back and it's just harmonious. Like when your kids go to school, like they come back and they're happy and you're happy and you can do all of those things. Like, I feel like there will never be balance, but we can find harmony in making everything work. But it really is just about communication and advocating for what you want. And it's okay to use your voice and advocate for those things, because if not, you're going to feel trapped for a very long time, I feel like, but that's kind of a a long winded answer. (laughs) No, I think that's so great. And I love that the key that you talked about advocating for yourself, because I think that that is one skill that a lot of women don't know, whether it even comes to medical things or advocating for yourself in the workplace. I think that it's something that's kind of like on the rise of coming, but it wasn't something that was necessarily taught because 
I feel like our mom's generation was just told, well, you accept the answer you're given, you follow what was told, like you don't question the norm. And now women are learning to advocate for themselves. And, and I think you're right. Like you're not alone in the fact that how many of us stood up in the mirror and was like, I don't know who this person is anymore. And that's where I was as well before I started my business. And I told my husband, I was like, I need something that's like mine. Cause I'm an Enneagram three Me like too. cooking dinner and keeping the house clean was not goal marking or yep. bringing me any satisfaction. Like I just wasn't made to just be a mom, no. but there is, like you said, so much guilt around like, well, should I be enjoying them more? Because right now I really don't want to be with you because you're driving yes. me nuts. So I would rather just hand you off to grandma or exactly. Um, well, and I feel like too, like if you have a business or, you know, if you work outside the home or whatever, it may be, you work at the home. Like I've kind of just learned like to show up regardless, like show up in the hard. One of the things that's kind of trending on my page right now is just like showing up in a messy house. Like my house is lived in it's messy. I have four kids. And this is, this is just where I'm at. And I can't tell you how many messages I get that like moms are so happy to see, to see that because I feel like there's also so much comparison that goes on, on social media that, you know, we have to have the really beautiful, like put together house that's staged that has beautiful lighting And I'm like, I can probably bet you that there's stuff shoved in the closets. There's toys that are pushed to side. And I'm like, I know I've done that. Like I've pushed stuff out of the way so that I can take a picture. And sometimes I need that. Sometimes I need to shove stuff out of the way so I can get the picture that I want. But other times I'm going to take a boomerang and my bedroom is messy. My bed's not made. And I'm like, because I have four tornadoes who no matter what I do, are going to make a mess in about 0.500 seconds. Like that's just what's going to happen. And I feel like that is what we need to see more of too. Not like, you know, just showing up in like being lazy or like having that mentality, but just showing up and showing the real rawness of motherhood and that it's hard (laughs) and that we are here in the thick of it, in the hard times, and that it's good, bad, ugly, hard, and that we're still here and that we're still trying our best and that we've got to stop this like shaming and judgment when it comes to moms, because it's all hard, regardless of what you're going through. It's hard. Your heart is hard. My heart is hard and we shouldn't compare the hearts, but recognize that we're both doing hard things and still showing up for it. Cause that's really what we need to recognize is that we're still showing up and we're still trying our very best. And in reality, our kids aren't going to remember those things. Like our, my kids aren't going to care. My kids are going to remember like the small memories that we're making, like as a family or the fun little things that we do throughout the day or the week or whatever it may be. I totally agree with you. Like I'm so the same way. Sometimes I'm like, well, where can I take a picture right now? Because they have destroyed everything. Legos are everywhere. (laughs) The popsicle is everywhere. I just need it to be contained, but it won't stay that way. And I totally feel that way. And I even had a conversation with a friend about this saying how it felt like a lot of the bigger influencers had all these beautiful things and the white walls and stuff. And I'm like, my walls are this like 
cute color green that was cool mm-hmm. gray and now I got to like repaint yep. it all but I don't have time for that yeah. either I know right now my downstairs looks great and my upstairs looks like a bomb went off and I'm like you know what that's fine you know but baby steps too I feel like you know, that's kind of something I've realized in the last couple of weeks is that like we there's there, we can't be happy, like in a middle ground that I feel like us as moms, it's either like we're doing it all or we've completely failed that. Like, I really just want to bridge that gap and help moms realize that wherever you're at, wherever you're at in the middle, that is so great that you're not failing, that you haven't failed as a mom. And that's okay. Cause I feel like there's just this constant, like we have to either be and do all the things or we're a complete failure and we're a terrible mom. And it's like, let's just take a second. Let's talk about baby steps. Let's talk about like one thing that you can do today. Like if you do one thing, that's so great. Like we don't have to do all of the things. You kept your kids alive. Woohoo! That's awesome. Because <laughs> sometimes that's all like, we don't recognize the little things. We don't see the little things that we do every day as a big deal, but they are a big deal. Those little things are going to ultimately add up to the big things and the little things will get you there, but we don't want to recognize them because they seem so like just small and insignificant, but those really are just, they're huge. They're really big. Yeah, I totally agree. And it is sometimes if all it was, I can remember in the little, little years that I was like, I got us to the gym today. They played with other kids and that was good enough for today. Yeah, that was it. And I feel like we, we, again, it just kind of goes back that like, we have to play with our kids all the time that we have to be this super mom that we have to be this mom that does all those things. But like, I think if we think about it too, like my mom never did that. Like my mom worked when we went to school and, um, my mom also had a business growing up and my dad worked from home. Like, and we had babysitters come to our house during the summer. Like that's what we did. And I'm sure like, and my grandmother worked when my mom was young. And so I think like we have this idea that like, you know, it was like so many things, but I think about it, I'm like, no, my grandma worked and, you know, my mom worked and my dad worked and I'm like, it re- you know, that's, that's how it was. We had sitters growing up. We went to grandma and grandpa's house during the summertime for two weeks. Like, you know, I feel like if we really sat down and thought about it, it'd be like, oh, I don't have to do it all. And that's okay. It's really okay. Mm-hmm. And I've also learned to talk to my husband and be like, hey, <laughs> I need your help too. Um, cause he, he played a part and they're his kids and we're a team and we're a family and we're a family unit. Like, and you know, it's finding the harmony and all of the things. And it's really, it's, it's hard and it's not going to happen overnight, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. That's so great. And it is like just relying on your partner as a teammate. 
We are so excited to be introducing to you the Living Your Calling Retreats. These retreats are going to be for women to reconnect to themselves and to join in community with like-minded women. We are going to take you from places from the Midwest to the beach to the mountains. And this is going to be a time for you to disconnect and have time away and to focus on yourself and to take a break from whatever it is you need. These retreats are going to be like nothing you have experienced before, and we are creating them with you in mind. If you would love to know more about the Living Your Calling retreats, you can head to the link in the show notes to join the waitlist so that you can be the first to know when we are going to be connecting together. We are so excited to create this for our community, and we cannot wait to meet you and to join a community at the Living Your Calling retreat. I would love to transition and talk about you also online have started really talking about body positivity and showing the, your postpartum body as it is. And I really appreciate that because you and I are kind of in the same boat to where I did not go back to what I looked like at all. I loved your reel you had the other day that was like, please come back. Please come back. Like I do. I'm like, did I just have that body or those boobs? I forgot what those boobs like and I thought that I was fat but dang I was skinny and you know and I just love kind of how you've been sharing and and talking about like I have diastasis my stomach will not go back to what it was unless I get it sewn back up someday which I hope I do but you know what well I had a friend who just had surgery um and she talked to the surgeon and he was like I don't remember the actual statistic but he said a large number of women's stomachs will never go back unless they have that, you know, a tummy tuck or they have that procedure done. He was like, it's the very small percentage that we feel like we always see on social media who have like the bounce back, who go right to what they're looking like. And in reality, like they are totally the exception. Like they are not the norm and like, you know, applauding them. Like, that's so great that, you know, they had exercised their entire pregnancy, their bodies already had something to go back to. But when in reality, I'm like, I had four kids in five years and like, that's really hard (laughs) on your body. And it's been a really interesting journey. So, um, after I had my third baby kind of going back to him, like my pregnancy with him was really hard. My postpartum journey was really hard. And I kind of just came, um, at that point I was like, I need to do something for myself. And so I kind of started exercising and realizing like my body needed like a kickstart. I needed to like kickstart something, um, because we knew we eventually wanted to have a fourth baby. And I'm like, there's no way I want to get pregnant on how I feel and look right now. And so I started kind of sharing like my, you know, before and afters and kind of like my health journey. And I got a lot of response to that. And people liked seeing like, oh, wow, like I lost 80 pounds and it was amazing. And I felt good for like the first time in like a year and a half. And then we got pregnant and it was so great. And it was like this joyous thing that we were finally able to get pregnant. And then I kind of just realized that 
I hardly ever saw myself on social media that as a mom, not a first time mom, but still like as a mom, I didn't see other moms who hated nursing or who resented their kids when they nursed or who just would dread it every single time, even though it's supposed to be like this most beautiful bonding thing that when your baby cries, like you you literally cringe or who I didn't ever saw people who looked like me. I never saw moms and I'm like, okay, like, or who felt certain ways. I felt so alone in all of my postpartum journeys because I'm just like, I, it was all of these, you know, curated, beautiful nurseries and like these really awesome things, which are super great. But I'm like, my kids never had nurseries. My daughter sleeps in our closet. Like that's just where we're at right now. And, um, you know, I'm like, for the longest time, I'm like, I, I felt so guilty that my kids never had this beautiful nursery. But then I have to go back and realize they don't care. <laughs> They're babies and they just need a place to sleep. So my daughter sleeps in her closet where it's dark and it's cold and it's great. And that's all that she really needs is just a place to sleep where it's away from all of the noise. And, um, so in January, I kind of just made this shift that I'm like, you know what? I know that there are other moms out there who are suffering in silence, just like me, because I suffered in silence for so long. And I feel like because it's, it's scary to talk about how you feel postpartum because there's still so much stigma Mm. around postpartum health, postpartum bodies. Um, There's just so it's supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to be this amazing thing. You have this brand new baby. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be this great experience. When in reality, I feel like for most moms, it's not. Like your body now looks completely different because you grew a human for nine months and now you're like, okay, you're now supposed to take care of yourself. You're supposed to take care of the house and this Mm -hmm. new baby and possibly other children. And I just kind of clicked that I'm like, I want to be the voice for moms who are really nervous to have a voice. Like I just want to be the advocate for moms who just need that little bit of a boost to recognize that like, I am a good mom, that I am doing a good job. And sometimes we just need to hear that. Sometimes we just need to recognize that like, you know what, (laughs) in all reality, if I sit down and think about it, like I am a good mom. I am doing a good job that like we're having a bad moment that it's not like this isn't a bad life. We don't have a bad life that we all have bad moments and that things happen and we're human. We are human. We're not robots. Mm. We're not trained to do certain things that life is a literal roller coaster and that we're going to have ups and downs and we're going to have moments of like feeling like we're on top of the world and then other moments where we want, we don't want to get out of bed. And those are all okay things that like our feelings are 100% valid, that it's okay to like 
just hate it sometimes. Like it's okay to kind of just feel frustrated. And I feel like there's so much guilt around having those feelings or thinking certain things. And I just really kind of want to break those generational thoughts, those um, feelings of just guilt and shame and judgment that we put on ourselves, that these crazy expectations that we, for whatever reason, put on ourselves that we have to, you know, be or do certain ways because of social media. Like it really, truly is a double-edged sword. Like there's so much good And it is also like super scary (laughs) sometimes for what we see. So I just really just want to be a voice for other moms to make them feel good and see that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that Mm -hmm. like it's a journey, that it's a process and to just enjoy the journey. That's what I've kind of just learned is like I get so stuck sometimes on like I get really narrow minded kind of being a three I'm like okay we got to do we got to go we got to be we got to check off all of our lists and realizing that like you know what we, we just got to enjoy it here we're gonna go with the flow and we're just going to enjoy the journey because I have more fun when I'm when I'm enjoying it I enjoy my kids I enjoy myself and mm-hmm. it's it's just, it's, it's better when I kind of just let it go and stop worrying so much about the little things Mm -hmm. sometimes in that aspect, I guess. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And it is, it's showing up on like just imperfectly and just taking action. Imperfect action is a huge thing that I know that I always talk about when people are like, well, how did you do that? I was like, I don't know. I just decided I was going to do it. So I did it and I just moved forward. But one thing I think that a lot of people are really scared about when they have kind of like callings on their hearts or they're like, I just don't see people talking about a certain area and I want to speak into it, but they're afraid of the backlash that will come to them, which I'm sure doing body positivity and talking about postpartum stuff can be really scary. So how did you feel when you first were starting that and have you seen um, negative things come you know, after posting and how have you dealt with any of those feelings? Um, it was scary as crap posting my first reel and being like, okay, like this is what we're going to do. And I have to be perfectly honest. I have had like, other than like, you know, the random, like couple of comments, I have never had a single negative message because It's what, like, I feel like we get so nervous, but in reality, like, I'm just talking to myself a couple of years ago, like, and I feel like that's just what, you know, moms need to hear. Like, if there is something on your heart, it's on your heart for a reason, because there is someone out there who needs to hear that. There is someone out there who needs you, not someone else. There is someone out there who needs you specifically 
to share that because you are you and your unique voice, your unique story and journey is going to impact someone that maybe I can't impact. Like I'm going to touch someone, but you're going to have such a different perspective and journey that is going to impact someone else who's had something similar. Because I, I, I felt that way. I'm like, there are people like the bird's papaya and own it, babe, who like have these crazy fallings who have been doing this for so long and I was like well I'm not them but I'm not them like I'm Katie and I can Mm -hmm. show up in my way and I can talk about things that are on my heart and make that change in my own little way however you know big or small it may be And so that's just kind of like how I took it. I'm like, you know what? Like there are people out there who need to hear what I have to say. And that's kind of what you have to tell it yourself. Like there are people out there who need to hear what you have to say. There are women who need to hear your journey and they will be impacted by what you have to say. That's kind of just a mantra you have to say over over and over that there are people who need to hear your message. They will be impacted by that. And it is scary. And, you know, it took me kind of just being consistent and still just showing up even in the hard, even in the scary, even when I didn't want to, even when I was having like bad body image days, even when my anxiety was through the roof, it's still showing up in a way that felt good to me. Like I never, cause sometimes you like show up because like you have to, or you need to, but it's showing up because you just go back to like, you know what? I, I need to, you know, there's someone who needs to hear this. There's someone who needs to hear what I have to say. Um, and so it's just, it's still doing that because I know too, that like a lot of the times what I post, like I need to hear that, like in the now too, like a lot of it's for me that I'm like, I'm sharing this because it's also something that I'm struggling with. Like I am 100% not perfect. And I am on the struggle bus most days. And I think it's just, that's relatable for a lot of people. And I think that's just what really helps is that's what I get the met, like the most messages about is that it's relatability and just being a normal, a normal person, a normal mom who is just trying her best to figure it out. And I think that's the best that we can do. Yeah. And I love how you'd said that a lot of it is things that you need right now, which I hope that listeners are hearing that that means that you don't have it all figured out. Cause I know a lot of times that we think like, well, I have to have it all figured out. And what is my messaging going to be? And what is my offer going to be? And how am I going to funnel people to buy whatever, if you're starting a business or what are right. people going to follow me? And why am I even building this? But if you just show up and even if it, you don't have it figured out and you're posting stuff, like you said that you need, which I think a lot of content creators do. And people just don't realize that like they yes. think they're posting in the fact of like, well, I have figured it out and I am over all my postpartum stuff when really in reality, it lives with you for so long that we don't have it all figured out. Well, and I think too, like, 
I think, you know, we want to do like the one and done, like I'm going to do one post and it's going to be so great. And it's going to, you know, this is going to be it. We kind of like get really excited about this one thing, but I think like it is not only like is your journey was a journey and this is also going to be a journey too. Like you kind of have to realize that like, you know, we're, you're on this journey and it's going like, I've been doing this for like seven months now and I'm still figuring stuff out and I'm still like pivoting and tweaking and like you know there are days where like it's exhausting and overwhelming and it's hard and I've been on social media for like seven years so like it's not something that's overnight but if it's on your heart and it's something that you're really passionate about like just keep remembering that keep going back to why you're there. Why are you here? Why are you passionate about Mm -hmm. it? And just keep going back to that. Like, okay, this is why I've started. This is why I'm here. Like, you know, how can we keep going? Like, you know, I feel like sitting down with yourself on a regular basis and being like, okay, let's evaluate. Where are we at? Where can we keep going? Like I do that on a regular basis or have people that you can talk to, to vent. Like I have an incredible community with my business. I have incredible friends who I can be like, okay, I need to vent. Okay, here, what do you think about this? Like it's your also realize that like, you're not alone either. Find, find your community, find your tribe, because that's also going to be so like instrumental in like your success. Because if you constantly feel like you're alone or you're doing it all by yourself, then you're going to get burnt out super duper quick. Mm -hmm. But if you have people like who have your back, if you have your partner who can take the kids for a little bit, if you have grandma and grandpa, or if you have like friends who you can trade with, or you have a community that can be like, Hey, like let's bash out some content. Let like, can you help me with this? It makes such a difference when you have people in your corner who you can you know, work with or, you know, talk to, like, that's also been huge. Like I am not doing this alone. Like I have a lot of help (laughs) and that is huge because I, I can't do it by myself. Like there's no, I would drown. I would definitely drown. Yeah. And I love like that you are being honest and that you're not doing it by yourself. Cause I feel like there's so often we hear other women that are these business owners and they say that they have all these things and I have a morning routine and all this stuff. And I, I like, it makes it feel like you do it all. And yeah, I just want to be like, lie, you are lying. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, you know what? Like there's, you know, like, that's why I try to be really real and honest, like, and show behind the scenes and like show my messy house. And like, I have a sitter, I have help. I have family who lives close and things like that. And, you know, I have people who help me with like some of like my branding and graphics and stuff like that. Like I've hired that because I'm not good at that. Like I'm not good at graphics. I'm not good at stuff like that. So I have a friend, she's really good at that. So I'm going to utilize her because that is a talent. And I would much rather utilize her and get her work out there and help her than me try and spend like hours on the computer and then wind up being super frustrated and then feeling more overwhelmed. Like, 
I think it was on Clubhouse multiple times that like, it's okay to outsource. Like it's okay to, because one, you're helping someone else out who needs a job or who needs help or who had, who can do something really, really well. And like, I would much rather do that because it's just, it, we're, we're all working together. And I feel like that when you can do that, it's one way more fun when you can just kind of make it like a collaborative effort, because then you're not stressed. You've got people helping you who want to help. And then it just, it comes together so much more beautifully when you feel like you have to do it all. Because I feel like if I try and do it all, everything is going to be a half-assed effort. And then it's not going to be so great. And then I'm going to be stressed and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, like, if you have like if you have people or friends who are willing and want to help you take them up on it because they're offering and they want to help and they're good at that and i feel like that took me way too long to realize that like i have people who are literally coming to me asking if they can help me and i'm turning them down and that one kind of puts them down because they were coming to me and offering to help and they're good at that. So I, I need to let them in and help because why wouldn't like, if I, I would feel really bad if I offered to help for someone and they turned me down because I'm giving my time and energy because I have that time and energy to mm -hmm. give. And so I kind of had to put that into perspective. Like if someone's coming to me, I'm going to take them up on it because I know they're willing to do it and they're not doing it out of pity. Like they want to help. And I feel like that too, like took me way too long to realize, but now that I have, I'm so grateful for it. Mm, that's such a good point. And it is just take the help that, that you get. And I know I'm, I'm guilty of it too. And again, it goes back to that whole circling at the beginning, like you talked about of, we have to be super mom and we have to do it all. And you have to be able to run a business and clean your house. And that is not the truth. And I love that you pull back the curtain and tell the honest truth on that. So Thank you. what do you feel like you're being called to do next? Like, what is a big calling on your heart that you're like, okay, if I just was going to let the dreams fly, what's the next big calling you have? I love this because it's actually been on my heart for a while and I'm probably going to get emotional because like, it's really, um, something that like, I can't get off of my head, um, is I, I, I really want to work on a course, um, and eventually like a podcast and just, like help moms feel seen and heard like on a larger level. And like, if we're really dreaming big, I would love to be like Rachel Hollis status and travel and be on stage and just be like a like body loving mama hype girl and just be able to like influence moms and just help women in general, no matter where they're at in their journey, just love themselves and like, just accept their journey as their journey and stop trying to like be a part of another journey or make their journey someone else's or try and put their journey um, on a different path. But like your journey is unique for you because you can be that other person. You're not the other person. You haven't experienced their things 
Um, but your journey is your own and like your voice is powerful and unique and that we all have something to give and share and that like our voices are powerful, especially as moms and women, like we go through so much and we see and do so much that like all of our voices need to, we need to be loud. I feel like, and I, as a little girl, I was constantly told to be quiet. I was constantly hushed. I was constantly- I think it's the Enneagram three. Yes. <laughs> I was constantly told I was too loud. I needed to be quiet, that I was too much. And now that's all coming full circle as an adult. I'm like, screw it. Like, I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be too much. I'm going to be me because as a little girl, I couldn't do that. Or I felt like I couldn't do that because adults thought I was too much. So like my parents and other adults were like, you need to be quiet. You're too loud. You're way too crazy. And my daughter is very much loud and very much her own little person. And so I'm constantly trying to like, let her be her own person. Like a month ago, she was literally from head to toe on her face in neon pink, like full-blown neon pink, all pink makeup. And she wanted to go to Target. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go to Target. And she had like the most confidence. Like she was walking up and down the aisle, like feeling like her complete self. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to be more like her. Like I need to walk around with confidence. Like my daughter in her neon pink outfit from head to toe, just feeling like a total bad A in Target walking up and down the aisles. Like, I know I'm cute. Like, I know I look super good. And, you know, I think a lot of people could see like, she didn't care. Like she, she owns it. And I'm like, okay, I need to own it. I need to own my weird, let my freak flag fly and just be me and stop trying to be someone else. Oh, I love that. And I can so see that journey for you. And I'm excited to see what you create next. Thank you. Okay. Before we wrap up our conversation, I have a random question that I've been asking everyone for the summer series. So you get to pick a number between one and 350. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, 113. Okay. 113. The question is, as a child, what did you think would be awesome about being an adult, but isn't as awesome as you thought it would be? <laughs> uh, that is a really good question. I don't know. As a little girl, like all I wanted to be was a mom. Like I remember like dressing up as a mom for Halloween one year because that's all I wanted to be was a mom. I had like this like, you know, I had, it was going to have like six girls and that it was going to be like playtime all the time. And that it was just going to be just so beautiful, you know, kind of just like this dreamland experience that, you know, we could, you know, freely just do whatever we wanted and that we could just do all of these things. And it's definitely, 
definitely not that way. And I'm just, I'm realizing that like, I have two girls and two boys and each one of my kids are completely different and I have to parent differently. And that is so hard. Cause I'm like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, we're going to have like all of these, you know, kids and it's just going to be all the same. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to be all together all the time. And it's going to be so great. And I'm a solo parent most of the time during the week. And my two boys are neuroatypical. Like I have two boys who have special needs and I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's just that, you know, it's hard, but each of my kids are so unique and so different. And while that's hard, it's also so beautiful that, you know, they're different and they have like completely opposite personalities and two are crazy and two Mm. are pretty chill. And so it's really, it's really fun, but it's, it's, I didn't know this level of exhaustion could exist. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think about that as a kid. You don't think about all of like the little things that go into being an adult and what it Mm -hmm. takes to, you know, thrive as an adult. You can't just go and do all of these things that there's all these other things that go into it. (laughs) Oh, you and I are soul sisters. So the same way my, I mean, it is the kids are so different. And even, I just have to tell you a story that we were in Colorado at the garden of the gods. And my youngest is very like, I have to do what I want when I want, like, we can't force me to do it. And so I walked, I was like, okay, well I'm leaving. So I walked away and came around this bend so that he couldn't see me. And I think like people thought that he had been left. So I kind of walked back around and I could see this guy talking to him and the guy then walks away from him and comes up to me and he goes, he told me he doesn't like people. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't like anyone when he's mad. So like, just don't, it's like, he'll come when he decides. (laughs) like yep that's just him he doesn't want anyone to talk to him when he's mad so thank you for trying yeah I my three he's gonna be three in like a couple of weeks he is like the most stubborn three-year-old and he can't talk yet so he just and he's our runner and I think our new neighborhood thinks that we are like the worst parents ever because he'll just run out of our house and like down the street completely naked and I'm like well this is where we're at. And well, this is, yep, we're your new neighbors. So please don't hate us because my son is running around in his diaper because he's mad because I took away his binky. Like that is, yep. (laughs) Oh, I can relate. My oldest used to be a runner too. And I'd be like at the zoo and it was one of those. And they were like, he was two and then a newborn. And it was like, do I decide to run? Do I leave the stroller? Do I bring them home? And how many times I would just lock the stroller and leave it. And people would, and then people are like, oh, it's not, you can touch it. I had to have my oldest for a while on a leash. We got one of those backpacks with a leash because I had my baby and then I had my two-year-old and she thought it was funny to run in the parking lot one time. And I'm like, oh, she's going to die as a two-year-old because she thinks it's so funny to run away from mommy in the parking lot. 
And Toby's like, we are not getting her a leash. And I'm like, fine, then you can explain to people like what the heck is going on. So I bought her this backpack with a leash and she was literally like a little dog because that was the only way I could contain her while I was carrying a car seat. Cause it's hard to run with a car seat. You can't run with a car seat in your hand. So yeah, she had a leash for a long time until she could realize that like she needed to stay next to mommy and people, I got the weirdest looks, but I'm like, Hey, mm-mm. Mama's got to do what mama's got to do so that my daughter doesn't get hit by a freaking car because she thinks it's so funny to run away from mom. I'm like, oh. yeah, it's, it's so great. <laughs> it is. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with me today. If people want to reach out to you after this podcast, where can they find you? Mainly just on Instagram. So it's just my name, katie.mccarty. Um, I am also on Facebook, but Instagram's kind of my happy place. So that's just where I'm at. And it's, we have a lot of fun. Thank you so much for sharing with me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling Podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling Podcast Community. It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.